Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Are you kidding me? You are looking live. Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, welcome in. Winning Cures Everything. Today is Tuesday, August the 18th. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And podcast only show today. Obviously, we, uh, we, we're we not going live today. We're doing our SBR shows, college football only, live at 5.30 p.m. Central Time, every Tuesday and Thursday for the time being. So if you want to check us out, go over to their YouTube page and check that out. SBRpicks.com slash CFB. Or sportsbookreview.com. You can find all of it over there. You can find us, winningcureseverything.com, all of our picks, previews, podcasts, videos, social media platforms. You can find it all over there. Go on and check it out. Do yourself a favor. Uh, so no no commenters today. We are diving into two quick topics. We're going to try and do a short podcast every Tuesday and Thursday since we have our other show to do. Uh, but this way we can hit on the relevant topics of the day. And there are two of them that happened on Monday evening that we wanted to make sure we did not let go by. And Chris brought them to my attention, really. I, I There was a lot of football stuff that we can discuss, but obviously we've got our CFB show. We will hit on NFL on Wednesday. And let's go ahead and, and fire this thing off. Oh, by the way, if you're not subscribed to the podcast, do that and leave a nice five-star review. We would definitely appreciate it. Chris, the first topic we want to hit on today, Fernando Tatis Jr. last night for the Padres hit a grand slam Against the Rangers in the ninth inning, they were up 10-3 to already, and it was a 3-0 pitch. Now, it's not so much that they were already up, right? It, it, so, so far as I understand. Now, I, you know, I've played baseball for a long time. I've watched baseball for a long time. The unwritten rule is that you don't swing on a 3-0 pitch. Is, is that correct? That's not correct. That's not correct. Okay. And, and this, is, this is the problem with the unwritten rules is if you're up real big in a in a game late, then you're not supposed to do it. Because why the hell would you not swing at one? Somebody hangs one fat over the middle of the plate, it's the first inning. And yeah, you got why a not swing? To, to give your chance a lead, it's 0-0, zero, zero, and you got two men on base, and you can hit a three-run jack in the first inning. Why, yeah, you're absolutely going to swing. It's not It's not an unwritten That's the problem is there are times when you should do it, times when you shouldn't do it. It's all bullshit, Gary. That's it's that's where I was going all with this. Bullshit. It, now, if if you remember, I mean, it was just late last week, or maybe it was over the weekend that the A's came back from what six runs down in the yep. ninth, a, and then a three seven runs? run inning is not unheard of in baseball yeah. at all. Yeah, it's it's not unheard of. It's not. I don't see any reason that this would not be allowed or not be. You know, I mean, it's. I, let me go on and so, read you a couple of these. Okay, I, I've got fine. two tweets that I want to. Uh, that I want to give to you. One is from Trevor Bauer. He said, uh, uh, hey, at Tatis underscore junior, listen up. He said, one, keep swinging 3-0 if you want to, no matter what the game situation is. Number two, keep hitting homers, no matter what the situation is. Number three, keep bringing energy and flash to baseball and making it fun. Four, the only thing you did wrong was apologize. Stop that. Now, the other one 
is from Reggie Jackson, Mr. October himself. He said, Fernando Tatis, keep playing hard and playing great. It is a pleasure to watch you play. Love your success and the Padres rise to be a winner. Keep leading the way. It ain't easy to hit home runs. Keep bringing energy you have to the game. We need players like you, an all-star. I, I think everybody pretty much agrees, you know, he should have swung at the pitch. You lay it out over the plate. My problem, my problem is this, okay? His own manager was critical of him, which is why he apologized. Which is absolutely right? absurd. Listen, and, and we live say, in a world. We live in a world. Hang on, Gabe. We live in a world in which when you beat somebody, that other person gets all salty, gets all sour, yeah. all right, gets your butthole all hurt, and then they go whining and they go crying. That's the world we live in today. That's that is normal par for the course that the pitcher would have his feelings hurt, that the opposing manager would have his feelings hurt, and those guys would cry about it because that's what we do. We don't get better. We don't try to improve. We just whine, bitch, and moan about things, okay? But when his own manager condemned him to a point to where he felt the need to apologize, if I'm the GM, if I'm the owner of that team, me and that man, I'm not saying I'm firing the guy because I do think he's a good manager, but me and him – us three, we're going to all lock ourselves in a closet, and he's going to come out with his damn tail between his legs. He will go to that microphone. He will apologize. He will apologize man-to-man to Tatiste, and we will let that team swing the way they want to swing. Here's what's weird about this unwritten rule. A, I think a lot of baseball's unwritten rules, all virtually all of them are all bullshit, by the way. Yeah, okay. we've talked about I've this I've grown before. up my entire life loving this sport, and it doesn't matter – the idea that we should settle it on the field and let's throw at one another and then bench clearing brawls when things don't go our way is just asinine to me. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life, and I don't understand it. But but forget all that. Forget the fact that I, I'm, I'm this far removed from being a knuckle dragger, and, and these guys are not, all right? The idea that you shouldn't play hard all the time is foreign to me. Now you're talking to a guy that's not great at anything. Okay. I don't have greatness in me like these guys do. And I never will. And that's fine. I'm just a normal dude. I don't let my kids win at anything. When we compete, we play checkers, we play chess, we play soccer in the backyard. We play all kinds of, I don't let them win at anything. I don't believe in it. I teach them play hard and I respect you enough to play hard. Now I coach them. I show them this is the move you could have made. I move this way or I help them. I show them the flaws in their game to, to, to make them better, but I expect them to always try their best and I'm going to try my best. I think that is mutual respect between two people competing for one another. Okay, I don't pity you. I don't sympathize with you. I, I, we are, we are two competitors, and this is professional sports. You're talking about a father-daughter relationship, and yeah. I don't let them win. You're talking <laughs> about you're wanting two professionals to not try their best. No, no, don't hit this fastball that I hang. Don't please, please just take that pitch. No, no, I'm not because I respect you enough to give you my best as my opponent. And if that means we beat you 14 to 3, then we beat your ass 14 to 3 and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, imagine this. Imagine that he just takes that pitch. Now, we would never know if he had to hit the home run or not if he just took the pitch. But imagine that the Rangers end up coming back in that bottom of the ninth 
and they come back and tie the game, or they come back and they yeah. win the game, yeah. you know, at what point, if you are that player, if you are Tatis, do you look and say, like, what am I, why did I not swing? And the 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 manager would have to answer the same kind of questions, right? And now, because it is an unwritten rule, nobody would ever write about it or anything. The only reason we're writing about it is because they broke the unwritten rule. And his well, manager... Because, because and, the pitcher hit uh, uh, Manny Machado with the next pitch. Yep. Pitcher's going to get suspended. Tatis had to come out and apologize because somehow Tatis started this fight. Which is ridiculous. And it's just, no, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. And here's what's crazy, okay? I... I'm a San Diego fan. We've talked about this on this show multiple times. I hate the fact that the Chargers left there. One of my best friends is from San Diego, and 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 when he was in 10th grade, I was in 11th grade, I began this infatuation with their team sports, uh, basically those two teams. It, not that I am a fan perspective, but but I, I follow them closely, and I want good things for them. The Padres have been – the definition of a useless, worthless team for a long time, for a very long time. Not just bad. Okay, old school Browns bad. You're bad <laughs> and you're unwatchable. Yes. And it's unwatchable. You're boring and you're bad. Okay, a lot of teams have been bad but still exciting. That's okay. A lot of teams are exciting and, and are boring, but but they're really good. Uh, and, and so that's okay. The Padres have not been that. The Pod, this Padres team is loaded with talent, and Tatis is one of the elite, elite young stars of this game. Yeah. And for 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 him to damper down his emotions and the way he plays the game because of some bullshit unwritten rule, I don't I don't handle that real well. Yeah, no, I I agree with you a hundred percent. I just I don't understand the the unwritten rules of baseball. I think it's a new era. I think we should probably just get rid of whatever these things are. Um, you know, Chris Woodward suspended. He's the manager. Uh, Ian got a Gibbot. Gibbot. I don't know how you actually say it, uh, but he is the the pitcher that was suspended. And you know, Tatis. He's not suspended. All he did was swing on a pitch that uh, that the pitcher left out there. You know, I mean that's that's the way it goes. So I think it's ridiculous that this was even a uh, a conversation topic, but. Uh, but it lets you know, you know, it, yes, it is a, a gentleman's game. It's been a, you know, there's been ways that things have been done in baseball for a long time. There's a new era. There's a new crop of kids that have come up that are making this game more fun and making it more watchable. It has been immensely better this go-round. And I don't know if that's just a biased opinion because we haven't had sports for so long, and now I'm actually getting to it. It was the first sport really back, first team sport back, that we were able to watch. I have thoroughly enjoyed watching baseball more uh, this go-round as opposed to previous years. And it's gotten better year after year after year, but I think it's it's these young stars that make the game more entertaining. It's You're not just sitting watching guys take pitches and, guys, you know, it's it, it, it was boring for a very long time. And, and now it's really not. I mean, there's crazy things that happen every single night, and I think it, I think it's much more enjoyable. You feel the same? Yeah, no, I do too. I, it, the game, the game has changed a lot in the sense of it's it's basically strikeouts and homers, um, yeah. a, a lot, and that and that makes the games go real slow. Okay, and that That's that true. happens. Uh, but, Who was but, it that hit like six home runs and still lost yesterday? Was it the White Sox? 
I, I man, I, I don't, I don't know. I, 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 last night I was engulfed in hockey and basketball. Like the, yeah, and, I think they, I think they hit like five or six home runs yesterday and still lost the game. It was absurd. Yeah. So I just hate that this kid had felt the need to apologize. I don't think he felt that. I think somebody pressured him or told him to apologize. Oh yeah. And that bothers me. And whoever that person is, I want to, I want a real strongly worded conversation with that individual. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Let's uh, let's move on to our next topic. We don't want to stay for too terribly long today, but we did want to get something out there. Um, look, Dallas Mavericks' Kristaps Porzingis was ejected from the very first playoff game between the Mavericks and the Clippers last night. He was ejected with his second technical foul with 9-10 remaining in the third quarter. Dallas went on to lose the game 118-110, to which was expected because, I mean, you lost your, your second-best player Early in the third quarter, I mean, they were leading at that point. Amazing! Oh yeah, I mean, they, they were they were up on the Clippers at that point. So, and so let me let me run down the 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 game of what we had. All right, all right go ahead. So first, because I'm texting you guys, losing my mind. I turn the yeah. hockey game off when this game starts, and and I'm off on the Bruins, and I'm now watching the Clippers and, and the Mavs. Clippers start off on a 16 point lead run it is 18 to 2 and I'm thinking well I'm about to get back this Bruins game real fast okay this is getting (laughs) ugly but I hang in because I want to see how does Dallas respond and holy shit before the first quarter is over Dallas is now up by 14 they were down by 16 and up by 14 in one quarter of play. And it was basically Porzingis and Luca said, nah, not no more. Okay. <laughs> and they just went off, man. They weren't missing anything. The defensive stops were incredible. They, it, it was just marvelous to watch. So then going into half, the whole rest of the second quarter, it goes back and forth and going to halftime. Mavs up by three. We got a close ball game, all right? Well, in that first half, at one point in time, Porzingis gets a block. The replay shows a clean block, okay? He argued he was called for a foul. He argues the foul. They tee him up. It was a very quick tee, a very ticky-tack call, and even uh, Van Gundy and them, because now the NBA has the challenge rule where you can challenge a call, And the question was asked from the announcers, you don't like to use your challenge in the first quarter, but if you challenge this, okay, can you get the tee back? And But they didn't challenge it, but the replay showed it was clearly a clean block. They would have won the challenge. And, and so that goes on. And then it's a quick tee again when Luca and some guys are having a little bit of an exchange, but it's nothing – they're not fighting, okay? They're right. not even shoving each other. They're just walking by each other, mean mugging, all right? And Porzingis gets involved, and he starts mean mugging too. But nobody's really putting their hands on anybody. Nope, doesn't matter. Porzingis, you ran in here, wasn't your fight, teed him up, get him out. I mean, quick tee in the middle of the third quarter, early in the third quarter. Yeah, nine minutes left. Nine minutes, ten seconds left. Ruined what was, what I predicted this to be the most exciting uh, series. Yeah. And and it we were on track for this to be a horse race, man. It was gonna be unbelievable. And they just killed it. And Porzingis looked devastated. I mean, he, he so apparently they said that's his first ejection ever. 
Yeah. So this is this is not this is not a guy that that gets a lot of tees and gets in a lot of trouble. He doesn't cause a lot of problems on the league and in the court on the court and in the league. Uh, it's just the refs took control of the game. But that, that's what I'm curious about. Game. Why do referees feel the need to insert themselves into very prime time basketball games? That is always just irritated the mess out of me, and I can't figure it out because it happens well, the every year. Conspiracy theorists come out say we want a Clippers Lakers finals in the for the Western Conference, and if if they lose Game One, people worried real strongly. We're not going to get that. Yeah. Now you, because I'm going to tell you this, is Porzingis going to be as aggressive the rest of the series after that? Oh, no or chance. Or is he going to be timid and afraid of the afraid of the refs? He'll be afraid of the whistle. He'll be afraid you, of you a know, whistle. You know he's got – it's just human nature. That's not a knock on him. That's us as people. When I get called out for something, I you know, even if I get off with a warning, I'm still very, you know, well, yeah, you, know you, you back off and you and – you, Kind of it changes easy. the way you play the game. So you affect yeah. the outcome of game one, which is massive. What we talked about yesterday, how do you how do you upset somebody when you don't have home field advantage on any of these games? You got to win one of the first couple. Yeah, and, and you had, had a shot. shot. I, don't, I don't know how the game would have went. I know this. It would have been as exciting as hell, okay? Oh, yeah. I mean, Luca went for, uh, what, 42-7-9 and nine last night? I mean, yeah. just... And he always puts up just absurd oh, but he numbers. Was a, he was a he was a one man show without Porzingis against a team that good. Yeah, the rest of that roster in Dallas, they're they're good. They're not great though. No, absolutely not. But he but those to two together elite. are good enough to to upset a team like the Clippers. So, yeah. you know, I mean, we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, I think I think that out or that ejection impacts the outcome of of the rest of the series because I, I, I think series. he doesn't play as well. You know? I, I completely agree. I think he's going to play fine. I don't think he's going to be as aggressive on defense. Yeah, so he'll he'll take some uh, – there there will be things that happen that he probably could have gone a little harder, but he's not going to want to do that for fear of losing his temper or he's not going to go in there and try and get, you know – well, Once you start getting in your head that you're the victim of something, which is natural, yeah. then then you start you start seeing it everywhere. Oh yeah, you know, and it really starts bothering you, and and then once you get negativity in your mind, man, you know how this stuff works. Oh yeah, negativity is a cancer, dude. And once once that just sets in, man, it, it everything seems to come off the wheels. It's really hard to break out of that. Now you have absolutely got that right. Uh, real quick before we go, you see that uh, you see your Bucks get beat in the first game. God Almighty, I was not expecting that. Nope, they I, they have not played well. I did think they could turn it on, man. They 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 have not. They did not play well. No, absolutely not. Now Giannis had his typical thirty-one and, and seventeen, but aside I thought the from rest that, of that team was good enough to help him at least get through the east or uh, the the east. I don't. They 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 might not. Man, the Magic have been playing really really well. Uh, but aside from him, you know, I mean, you had uh, Middleton that that had fourteen points, not great. I was about to say, Middleton's uh, got to be better. You know, Wes Matthews had 10 points. Bledsoe had 15 points. Uh, Brooke Lopez was uh, a minus 11 when he was on the yeah, court. Yeah, I was I mean, just about was just to say, that usually, usually Brooke is is his – Middleton and Brooke, if they don't show up, he he has no chance. Yeah. And the Bucks have no chance. But – so I watch a lot of the Celtics-Bucks. I think I've probably seen every Celtics-Bucks game all year. The Lopez brothers give them the most problems. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, that, and and that's absolutely. and that's the issue of of so so I'm a little biased towards that as I know 
those guys give the Celtics a lot of problems. But you are, the Celtics are going to struggle without Hayward. So yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think you're right. I mean, I man, I, I hated seeing that. You know, four weeks he's out four weeks with a sprained ankle. Like it just oh, it's irritating. In Very a shortened playoff. Oh yeah. So yeah, I mean he, he's done for uh, for the rest of the playoffs. It's, well, it, it, Adam Silver wants to wants to worry about his product a lot, and he talks about it. You know, we got to have integrity in the product. Man, it's hard to have integrity in your product and have your fans not think people are out to screw them. When when the little guys, the underdogs, get screwed on calls, and and it just it, L.A. teams just keep getting everything they need. Yep, you've got that right. You've if got this, that right. If this happened in the Nuggets Jazz series. I'd say, all right, it's just an official being an idiot and, and you know, he's all up in his feelings about something. No, you, but, you're dead but on. But the fact that it happened for the Clippers and the Clippers just seem to be on the ropes and not able to really kind of get back where they were to start the game, it, it just it yeah. seemed weird. It, it most certainly did. It most certainly did. All right, that is going to wrap up today's show. Again, short podcasts on Tuesdays and Thursdays going forward. Head over to sbrpicks.com slash CFB, and you can follow our live college football show every Tuesday and Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Central Time. We'll uh, we'll jump in there for about 30 minutes. We will answer questions. We will talk a couple of big topics in the college football universe. And once the season gets started, uh, that schedule might change up a little bit, but obviously we will keep you informed. Just keep on coming right back here to Winning Cures Everything, and we'll tell you what's going on. Go to winningcureseverything.com. Go to sbrpicks.com slash CFB. And, uh, and make sure you are subscribed to our podcast, our YouTube channel, et cetera, et cetera. Share the show out. Tell your buddies about it. We appreciate everybody that's listening. You guys are fantastic for doing it. In the meantime, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And we'll see you again tomorrow. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.